Ronananian. I thought it would be appropriate time to talk about, well, that junk in your trunk. If you don't mind, I'd like to check the motor. Yeah, looks like a pretty good motor. You're looking in the trunk compartment. It seems that a lot of car companies does not put a spare tire at all in a few of their cars, more than a few of their cars, it seems. What is the horsepower? It's 160. On what basis is that computed? Well, it's figured on the basis of 550 foot-pounds in one second or 33,000 foot-pounds in one minute. I'm afraid you haven't answered my question. <laughs> Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now... Well, here's a cute little gadget. Uh, hey, what's that thing? That? Well, that mixes gasoline with air to form a vapor that explodes when injected into the cylinders. Oh, really? What do they call it? The carburetor. Here's Ronnie. Hey, come on in, sit down. Ron and Ian, the car doctor at the helm today, as always, these past 25-plus years, here to take your calls and answer your questions. We're taking no prisoners today. It was a heck of a week at the shop, and it's probably going to come out on radio. The phone number, 855-560-9900. you got a car problem, you got something nobody else can fix, I challenge you, call me. I'll fix it. Guaranteed. Not a problem. The week I had, the people I talked to, I've come to the conclusion that the number of people out there that can fix cars is shrinking each and every day. 855-560-9900. More information, cardoctorshow.com. Of course, we've got a website. Of course, it's not the best in the world. You know why? We're too busy fixing cars. If you want links to podcasts, get out to tunein.com, iheart.com, or itunes.com. All links available vis-a-vis the Car Doctor website. The things people say... You know, I'm not sure if when I'm sitting around the, the fire in my in my old age, which is rapidly approaching, and my grandchildren, if I ever have any, are up on my knee and they ask me, what did you do during the war, Daddy, or what did you do for a living, Grandpa? It'll be, well, I fixed cars, and it was interesting to say the least because of the things people say. woman called the shop this week, haven't really worked on her car in about six years. Um, I'm not quite sure why. I just know that you're the only mechanic I trust. But I just haven't been able to get in. Okay, not a problem. I understand. And that was how the conversation opened up. She wanted to know if I wanted to go up to Toyota and have her 2007 Highlander towed out because they told her it needed an alternator, an alternator and a battery. And it was $720 for the alternator, and they wanted $160 for the battery, and they were still going to charge her for the oil change. And I'm thinking, okay, and the problem here is what? And she said, well, it's just too much money for an alternator. And I said, well, are you sure? Have you, like, priced it? Are you, you know, no, I just want you to go up, pay them for what I've got in it, and tow the car down to your shop and have you fix it. And I said, well, let's talk about this from a, let's be logical. You know, I know logic doesn't seem to have its place in this society of ours, in that it, it, it seems to escape most of us, but let's just try. I looked up the price of an alternator. An alternator out of Toyota, because that's what they were putting on, a Toyota brand, Toyota branded, you know, new out of the dealer. It's $420. 
I said, you know, this alternator is 420 bucks. I said, did they diagnose it? Oh, yeah, they, they diagnosed it. They ran through a diagnosis. I said, okay, so let's let's put an hour on the ticket. You know, let's let's throw $100 on the ticket, whether your repair shop's 120 or 80 or wherever you are in whatever point of the universe. Okay, 100 bucks is a good fair number for our estimate. Now we're at 520. They've got to change that alternator. It's got to be an hour, an hour and a half. Let's call it 150 bucks. We're at, we're at 520, 620, 670, a little sales tax. You're at $720. What's the problem? Well, it just seems like too much money. And they want $160 for a battery. Okay, let's do the math. Batteries don't jump off the part shelf. I've checked. You know, I've had a battery. I put a battery on the counter once. I waited a whole half hour. It stayed right there. It didn't magically install itself in the car. I have proof of that. I'm going to take a video of that. Maybe that's what we need to do. I'll put it out on Facebook. And um, wait, wait, we have a Facebook page, too. I just don't get it. You know, repair shops are in business to make money, contrary to what people think. And they're entitled to make money. That's what it's all about. Another customer called the shop. I haven't seen them in four years and announcing to themselves, announcing to me that I, you know, all mechanics are crooks and I've decided to come back and give you another chance. Hopefully you don't rip me off as bad as you ripped me off the last time. Well, hey, that really just, you know, that's just makes me really want to jump right in with both feet. And we started to talk about them bringing their own parts and how they wanted to stand there and watch and make sure when I charged for the time I was on the car, I was actually working on the car. Is it really that bad out there? Is it? And and this is this is you know I understand. Listen, I get it. Some people are just nuts. Uh, you know, there's just no way around it. You just you you just can't deal with it. And I understand most of you are shaking your head, going, "Yeah, you know, it's that's the way it is dealing with the public." I only hope that you're smart enough, and I think most of you are. That if you're one of these people, you're going to catch yourself and look at it. And that's what this is about. You know, when I come home and I sit down and I have I have dinner at the table and I, I talk to the family and they say, how was your day? And I, I talk to them. I'm careful how I talk to them, like I'm careful how I talk to you. Because it's important that, you know, it's hard to tell everything that goes on in the shop during the course of the day. And it's important for you to know that that repair shops need the benefit of the doubt until they show you otherwise. They need you to understand that they're there to make a living. They're there to fix the car. And the price of the technology to fix that car is going up each and every day. The littlest Anadian, I think we talked about this uh, about two weeks ago, her car was rear-ended. She was in an accident. And she's fine, and I appreciated all the letters because I failed to mention uh, when I talked about it on air that she's okay. And she is. She's absolutely fine. Her car went into the Ford dealership uh, to be repaired and you know, in their body shop. And I was talking to the collision shop manager, and I said, by the way, I said, there's a little crease on the passenger side door where it looks like somebody dragged the shopping cart and didn't say anything about it and put enough of a crease in this two-year-old car that it annoys me. Can you give me a price on what it is to fix that? Well, I can't include that in the price of the bodywork for the insurance. I understand that. I'm not looking for free. I'm looking for it to be done right. That's all I want. I just want somebody to do it right. His whole demeanor changed. You could feel the energy come through the phone. And he was like, wow, somebody that gets it. I said, yeah, listen, dude, you're there to make money. I understand that. Your obligation is to repair it. My obligation is to pay for it. 
and it's a, it's a fair exchange. And hopefully, you know, you do a good job for me. I'll come back and we'll build a relationship. I hope I don't come back to the body shop that often because I don't want to keep getting hit. But my point is auto repair, like any other business, like the family doctor, the lawyer, the accountant, the corner store, it's the relationship. It's not all predicated on how cheap can you do it. Because if you live and die by the sword of the dollar, sooner or later, it's just not going to work out. The economics don't add up. The last thing people say episode from the shop this week was the guy who wanted me to install. He had a daytime running lamp out on the left side. And, you know, it was late on Friday. It was against my better judgment. And it was really tough to get to on this 2012 Volkswagen Jetta. I've got the cuts on my hands to prove it that you have to take the headlight cover off, reach your hand down, and you literally stand backwards. You're facing the car, but your head, your arm is down on the right, and you're, without seeing it, you're kind of wiggling in, and you're feeling, and you're just, and there it is, and twist it out, pull it out, turn around, change the ball, put the ball back in, put it back in, and stand there backwards and kind of guide it in. When I got the bulbs that he had purchased out, I looked at it, and I said, the wrapper says for red lens. And I went, yeah, but these are a white lens car. These these bulbs glow white. Well, he said the bulbs were in the glove compartment. He knew that they were right, and he knew they were good quality, and he knew they would work, and I shouldn't have a problem, so I put them in. Of course, I put in one. Now the car looks stupid. I had a red I had a red daytime running lamp and a white daytime running lamp. Oh, he must mean for me to change both daytime running lamps, and I'm trying to move the day along. It's Friday. Put both daytime running lamps in. Now I start the car. I got two red lights up front. Looks like Rudolph's nose. You know, it'd be perfect if it was Christmas Eve. And start the car up. The dashboard warning lights came on. Check both front daytime running lamps because the body module is looking at resistance value or some other measurement. And it's coming up with that the daytime running lamps are bad or they're out. And it's warning you about bulb out, bulb illumination. This is where I decided to call Tom up. And I called Tom up and I explained the whole thing to me and I just heard dead silence and crickets on the other end of the phone. And he's like, you know, Ron, I'm sorry. I should have listened to you. Installing my own parts doesn't work, does it? Not Tom, it doesn't. He goes, I thought they were white. And I didn't realize they were going to be red. And the guy at the parts store assured me that they would absolutely positively work. And I went, well, and I know which one it was. It was the one up the road in Wyckoff. And, uh, uh, we'll leave it at that because they just tend to make their mistakes, these guys. I just don't understand that they can't look up auto parts and they make everybody's life harder because of it. So I ended up taking the bulbs out. I put the white ones back in, the one that worked and the one that didn't work, and I put the car back to where it was. And he said, what do I owe you? And I said, you know what? I should be slapped on the wrist because I should have stopped when I saw a red lens, not white lens, and no charge. We'll chalk it up to experience because now I get to talk about it on national radio because that's really what I do at the shop. You see, the bottom line is auto repair for me is just a moment of where I get to collect information to come up there, stand on this stage, and talk to you what I've seen during the course of the week in the past 43 years of repairing cars. And granted, I've probably forgotten more than I remember at this point in the game, but I remember enough to tell you that if you call me at 855-560-9900, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. I'll be here to answer your questions when I return. Stay tuned.
Welcome back. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor here at your service at 855-560-9900. Here to talk to you about your car. You know, if you're new to the Car Doctor, if you just turn us on for the first time, we're glad to have you. And just let me tell you, this radio show is really all about you. It's what kind of problems are you facing, and it can be the simple stuff like how often should I change my oil to I've got this check engine light on that nobody's been able to fix, and it's been on for the past three years. What should I do? To even the more complicated. So whatever it is, feel free. Give us a spin. Give us a call, 855-560-9900. That is the Car Doctor's 24-7 number. And you can leave a message. When we're not on the air, we will allow a messaging service to pick up. Leave a message, and we will call you back and include you in the Car Doctor family up here on radio. Speaking of family, let's kick open the garage doors and welcome the producer to the microphone, Mr. Fast Harry. Hey, Ron. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. By the way, you got your right T-shirt on today. I'm the only one. Yeah, I know. So I'm very special. You're very special. Yeah. So for I'm a lot of reasons. Yeah. So I'm the favorite producer. Right. So oh. you're the only producer. Tony's holding up his uh, finger, showing me how intelligent he is. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I knew what that meant. So what do you got for me today? What's on the phone? Uh, By the way, well, do you have a question? Did you, did you, call, you had a comment for Bill. me about something? Huh? You had a comment about something? Yeah. Bill's. Oh, about the phone calls. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, we got a lot of emails. And website contacts with no phone numbers, and the whole premise is I have to be able to call you and discuss the issue. Right. So please, when you're sending in a website contact or an email to Ron, please include your phone number. Right. So right. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I just say, you know, if they can email me, Ron at cardoctorshow.com, but even if they email me, please include the phone number. Right. Because, listen, sometimes, and we understand not everybody wants to go on radio, but sometimes we'll call somebody and say, did the car do this or did the car do that? And that helps in, 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 right. in providing an answer. So always include a phone number in any correspondence with us. So uh, good point. What right. uh, who do you got for me on the phone today? So let's go with uh, first call is Bill. He's in Winterport, Maine. He's got an 09 Trailblazer. And the, you know the auto light function? Right. Well, it's auto lighting during the day when he doesn't need the headlights and turning off at night when he does need them. Maybe he's driving backwards. Yeah. So things Maybe. are opposite. So let me see if I can help him here. Hey, Bill, welcome to the car doctor, sir. What's going on? Well, the thing is, uh, just like just like the guy said, um, I went to get in my car the other night and take it out. I had an appointment, and I always have it switched on the uh, auto on the dash where the lights come on by themselves. Right, auto position. And I had I had no running lights. I had high beams, but no running lights. Okay. During the day, I have running lights. At night, I don't. Then the other day, I went to pull it in the garage, you know, to see what was going on. I couldn't shut the truck off. I had to disconnect the battery, the positive, negative, and the alternator before the car truck shut off. When, when you say you couldn't shut the truck off, you turned the key off, key out in your hand, and the truck kept running? Oh, yeah. Okay. So anybody, anybody look at this yet, Bill? Anybody take a shot at fixing this? No, no, I didn't yet. I'm, I was going to talk to you first to see if you ever heard of this before. Yeah, I have. And where I would start with this truck, the very first thing I would do is do a scan, in particular, the body module. You know, depending upon what kind of scan tool they're using, they can go in and do a complete system scan. But in this case, I would pay careful attention to the body module, or the BCM as it's called on a General Motors product, 
just to see what sort of fault codes are there. I would think one of the ones they're going to see is a B as in boy 2645, which is an ambient light sensor circuit fault, which would tie into the lights not working properly based on light or dark out. The not shutting off issue, I've got a suspicion they're going to see a fault with the ignition switch and quite possibly some other things. But let's let's do a system scan. Now, they can go in and look at all the modules, and, and I always encourage that, but in particular pay attention to the body module. Keep in mind, and, and here's the point, because I can already hear the wheels spinning in everybody's mind out there. They're saying, well, there's no you, you've got no – do you have dash lights on, Bill? I didn't ask you that question, but it doesn't matter if you do or don't. Do you have any on? Oh, yeah. Which I da- got everything except headlights. No, no, no. Do you have any dash warning lights on? No check in. No, no, yeah, not right. See, and 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 I just want to clarify that because a a fault in the ambient light sensor circuit will not turn on a check engine or other dash illumination light. So just because the car does not have warning lamps lit does not mean it's not time to do a code scan. Very, very important point to note. We had a 2004 Chevy Impala. I'm still dealing with this intermittent air conditioning problem. I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. And it came back this week again. I had a little more time with it. And one of the things I found in scanning it, no fault codes, but looking at electronic information the scan tool is interpreting in terms of temperature pressure sensor as a possible fault, wouldn't set a code, but using the scan tool helped me diagnose a mechanical air conditioning fault. So... The scan tool clearly has its place. Was there a second part to the question, Bill? Uh, no, it was just that one about uh, not shutting off. Right. Uh, the only thing with that is I disconnected the battery, and I left it all night. Right. Disconnected. The next day, I had no problem with it turning on and shutting off. Do the headlights work okay now? No, only in the day. Okay, before you before you disconnect it again, get the code scanned. Keep in mind the fault regarding the not shutting off. Whatever was there, if there was something there in terms of uh, codes, was cleared when you disconnected the battery. So the next time it happens, be prepared. Get a code scan done. Let me know how you make out. I'm Ron Anini in the car doctor. I'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Ron Anini and the Car Doctor here at your service at 855-560-9900, 855-560-9900. And uh, here taking calls and kind of rolling along this hour. Let's get over and talk to Bob in New City, New York, 2011 Ford Escape. Bob, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help? Uh, after I had my transmission fluid changed uh, in the beginning of the year, now, lately, when I start the car up in the morning and I pull out of the garage, when I put it in reverse, I hear like metal chinging in there until it warms up and then it, then there's no more noise. Was it right after the fluid service, Bob? Not, not really right after. So you know. about how long after the fluid was changed? I mean, we're here in July. The, you know, obviously, you're saying it was done in it, January. It happened in the beginning, beginning of the year, January. So let's say... Uh, March or April. March or April. So yeah. chances are it has nothing to do with the fluid change, all right? 
Uh, does the trans operate normally? Shifts okay? No, no warning lights on on the dashboard? Everything else seems okay once it warms up? Yes, everything okay. Ever go back and have them look at it to try and duplicate the problem? Well, I heard you on the radio the other last week, and I said, before I go to them, I'm going to call you and see what you say. Okay. It, was this your regular repair shop that did it? Was it a quick lube? Who was no, it? No, it's a regu- regular, regular uh, place that uh, cha- Ford changed. Yeah, and guys that you've been to before that you've, yeah, kind of, you've yeah. had a relationship. Yeah, okay. So, you know, w- what I'm thinking is putting it in reverse. You back out of the garage every morning, Bob? Yes. Uh, just for giggles? Can you? Can I ask you to back into the garage so when you start out the next morning when it's cold, you put the car in drive? Oh, okay. All I'm right. Ju- I'm just curious to see, does it do it? Does it still make the sound? And what that'll tell us is it's it's a sound that's temperature-related, not position of the trans-related. And what I'm thinking about is metal clanging cold. Do we have a loose heat shield somewhere that's just starting to loosen up? And then when the engine warms up, the clamp expands a little bit. Heat expands, it tightens up, and the noise goes away. I'm curious to see, does it change putting it in drive versus reverse? That's okay. that's number one. Two, sometimes when cars are lifted, and I'm not saying they did this, but it's just something to be mindful of, that maybe it wasn't lifted properly, and one of the lift arms snagged one of the metal shields underneath, one of the heat shields, and it's, it's knocked that loose. I'm thinking this is a heat shield issue. If it if it doesn't follow the strictly only in reverse position. Now, keep in mind, if it follows the only in reverse when it happens issue, it could be related to how the engine is torquing in reverse or how the trans is you know, moving in reverse, that it's this way, not that way. And um, that's creating part of the problem, too. My question here is, since it's so warm, you know, I thought it might have been related because it's cold, you know, and you have that sound. But... Uh, with the warm weather we've had, it still it still occurs. So right. I'm, I'm, I'll make an appointment to bring it into them and have them check the uh, the heat shield. Right, have them take a look. Well, first thing I would do, and again, we started the hour talking about things people say. The best yeah. thing the best thing someone can do for me if I'm working on the car is, hey Ron, here's the problem I've got with my car. Tell me what you think it is. Okay. Now you're you're one step ahead because you're walking in with. You've kind of got an idea of what we're thinking about. Yeah. If, if you walk in and, and they come back to you and they say, hey, Bob, it's in the heat shields, that makes you feel good, right? You're going to get a warm, rosy feeling. Go, hey, these guys diagnosed it right. It's, it's You kind of knew the answer. If you walk in and tell, and tell them, hey, I've got this noise, and they come back to you two hours later and say you got a brake light out or, or something of such extreme, you're sitting there going, wait a minute, you guys are way off base. Let's see how creative they are. Let's let them do their job. I always like that. And okay. let them come back to you with an answer. If you don't like their answer, you call me next week and we'll talk about their answer and see where we go from there. That That's a deal. All right, sir. That, thank you very, very much. You've been you're, very helpful. You're very welcome, Bob. I'll tell you okay. what, Bob, st- Bob, stay on the line. Harry, get Bob's information. Send Bob a T-shirt. Let's. Uh, I like his attitude. I like the way he thinks. Dennis, welcome to the car doctor, sir. What's going on? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. How can I help you, sir? Uh, well, I got uh, a 2013 Nissan Altima, the 3.5. Right. And it, uh, at low speeds, not all the time, but sometimes it starts bucking. Okay. Um, is it speed sensitive? Uh, yes. More yes. more low it's, speed than high speed? Uh, yeah, it, it won't do it. It hadn't done it at high speeds. It's just low speeds. Maybe okay. 35 might be the highest. That right. And is it, a, is, it a, is, it a, um, 
is it well we used to call it trailer hitching where it's sort of like the the, the car's hitting you in the seat of the pants it's 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 kind of chuggling and bucking going down the road but it's not engine yeah. related it's 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 almost as if like somebody's holding the car back and releasing it very quickly like um shooting you from a slingshot seven times in a in a one second period yeah. like a bup, 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 yeah, bup, yeah right yeah yeah it's kind of like the old days when uh, you had a bad spark plug wire you know right. how it would right. buck right. till you got through right. it right what so is once I accelerate or let off of the accelerator, it will. What stop. is what is going on here? Very common, particularly with the 13s. The 2013 Ultimas did it more so than the 14s and beyond. Is that the transmission is starting to act up? This is a CVT transmission. Yes. And it would not be uncommon for this vehicle to need a transmission, particularly at this low a mileage, based on its age. The 13s were a real problem. The 2013 CVTs and the Ultimas were just a mess. They changed the design valves that uh, control pressure inside, and they went from one design to another, and it just created all sorts of issues. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is that it should be under extended warranty with the dealer, five-year or 60,000 miles. Yeah, so, I got 60,000. Yeah, you've, you've got to, how many miles you got on the car now? Uh, 41,000. Right, you've got till 60, right. Um, yeah, I took it back out there, and they had it for two and a half days, and uh, they told me I need a new set of tires. What well, caused it? Yeah, I think they're I, well. And did you put the tires on? Yeah, I've got new tires, and still doing it. Still doing it. Did they do the tires? No. Okay. No. So maybe it's time to go back and say, "All right, guys, listen. I put tires on it. That didn't fix it. Now, what do you want to guess at? All right. Okay. It's 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 very common, Dennis. I can't express it enough. You know, if they look it up in the database, I happen to know there's 27 bulletins that talk about transmission problems with this particular car. Half of those talk about low-speed chuggle and, and you know, bucking that you're describing to me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, very, very common. I don't see why they're not going to want to fix it because Nissan's going to pay them to do it anyway. All right. We're, yeah, we're, I, I don't know because they had it and uh, they said it couldn't find nothing, but, you know. Were they able to duplicate it? Uh No. Okay. Well, they won't do it all the time. Yeah. Right. Right. I would, you know what? I would go back a second time, but this time when you talk to the service writer, say, you know, and I don't care how you explain it to them, but, you know, we're talking about how people talk to guys in repair shops, but, you know, you can say that you've had friends with Ultimas and they've all had it and it was in the transmission. Could this be in the transmission? And if they tell you no, then I think it's time to find another Nissan dealer because my biggest concern is you want this documented. Whether they whether they fix it or not now, because the closer you get to the mileage and the and the time, I want you to be able to go back and say, you know what? Three months ago, I went in for this particular problem. Now you're telling me after it's out of warranty that it's got this particular issue. Okay. Uh, you know that's not yes, right. Yeah, I can do that. Right. Okay. You know, and then at, at the very least, before you you leave there, ask to speak to the service manager. All right. Okay. And let's see if we catch him in a bold faced lie. Just say, listen, I got a thirteen Ultima. It's bucking and chugging. I understand there's problems with the CVT transmission. Say it just like that. I understand okay, there's problems with the CVT transmission. What can you tell me? And when he says, nope, we haven't had any issues, well, then you know what? He's a bold-faced liar, too. Um, and, you know, maybe that'll jog their memory as far as what they need to do to fix this car. Yeah, I hope so, because I've, I've talked to him about three or four times, and uh, they even kept it two and a half days last time. Yeah, well, keeping it doesn't help. Driving it does. So yes, I, I agree know. with you. And, and, you know, here's here's the deal, all right? 90% of the time, and let me explain to you where I get my information from, all right? I have 
you, you know, you, what do you, what do you do for a living, Dennis? Uh, I'm retired. Right. I retired from a newspaper. Right. So, but you had relationships with people, right? You had a problem with something. Oh, yes. you, you could call up and talk to somebody and, hey, how did this work? I've got relationships with every dealership up and down the eastern seaboard. All right. I talk to everybody everywhere, and they're calling me. I'm calling uh-huh. them. Um, you know, I talk to the Nissan guys. The Nissan guys tell me stories about they've got problems with this, problems with that. And I happen to know for a fact that 90% of the time, the CVTs and the 13 Ultimas, what I'm getting back from my, I call them my guys, my guys in the field, Yeah, it's transmission issues because of the valve design. So if, if I know it and my guys know it, your guy in Illinois should know it. <laughs> Let's just fix it and get it over with because guess what? If they make you happy, you'll come back and buy another car. Yeah. Uh, they, when I talk to them, they act like it's impossible for something like that to happen. Right. You know, well, so. you know guess what? We're going to do the impossible. That's my job. Okay. So, let me know what happens, Dennis. I'm here for you, Bib. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. You're very welcome, sir. 855-560-9900. Got a problem just like Dennis or Bill? Give the car doctor a call. 855-560-9900. Ron and the car doctor. I'm back right after this. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah, get around. Round, round, I get around. Doctor, thanks for sticking with me this hour. Let's do some emails. This comes to us from Martin. Hey, Ron, I've got an O2 Grand Am. I'm replacing the heads. When I put the new ones on, do I need to crank the motor for any reason? You know, Martin, I couldn't remember this one off the top of my head. So I went back and I did a little digging for you, and the answer is no. You do not need to crank the engine, although it is a good idea when you're installing new heads or doing any engine work. Get in the habit of bringing the pistons around to mid-stroke in the cylinder. It's not going to hurt anything. Uh, as you know, tied together as long as the cam and crank are lined up, etc. But spin it around and bring them down to mid height if you have any doubts. And then when you bolt things on, it's going to avoid less issues. And then you can hand crank it to see how the engine feels before you just crank it with the starter. But what I do want to point out, what got my attention with this particular engine is you've got to be aware that there is a bulletin, and there's actually two or three. One of them is 0206010003B, which tells me there was a an 03, a 003, and an A. But they talk about problems with head bolts on these. This is a torque-to-yield, the 3.4-liter VIN EGM motor. This is a torque-to-yield head bolt, and they want the head bolts replaced uh, for issues of stretch and elasticity of the bolt for holding proper torque and clamp load on the head gasket. So uh, replacing head bolts is a must with this particular car. And uh, keep in mind that those heads are prone to cracking, so when you do take them off, and maybe that's why you are taking them off, if you're reusing them, uh, you want to make sure that you check them just to be sure that you don't have any um, any issues. Another quick piece of email, Ron. I heard you talking a couple of weeks ago to someone about a product they manufactured to spray on metal to keep rust and corrosion from forming. Could you provide the name and link to the website? This comes to us from Joe. Joe, I think, if I remember right, we were talking about Gibbs. GetGibbs.com. Get Gibbs. Get G-I-B-B-S. Get Gibbs.com. And go over there and talk to Jerry Ostalecki. Uh, we always enjoy talking to Jerry. It's probably time to get Jerry on the phone, by the way, Harry, and uh, let him come on and talk a little bit about Mustangs and 
Jerry is like uh, he's like the Seinfeld of radio interviews. It's 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 a it's an interview about nothing, but it's always very informative and always a lot of fun. So uh, I always think about Jerry in those terms. But I believe Joe, who sent the email, is talking about Gibbs. Get Gibbs dot com, and uh, we use Gibbs. Matter of fact, just using Gibbs the other day, uh, noticed that, and this is going to sound silly. Here's a Gibbs use, right? The trailer at the shop. I noticed that the doors are starting to swing tight. We've had a lot of rain, and it's been a while since I, you know, put any oil on them. And I said, you know, I've never thought of this. I shot a little Gibbs into the into the hinges. Not only did it free them up, but it, they've lasted for a couple of days now through heavy rain. I've noticed that I've gone out there after the heavy rain we've had here in the Northeast, and the hinges actually move just as smooth as when I sprayed it on the first time. And the locks work better, and, yeah, that's what Gibbs does. It's just uh, good stuff, getgibbs.com. Last email from Scott. Ron, I found your show here in New Hampshire. Really enjoy it. I'm looking for your advice on a scan to, scanner to buy. I'd call myself a YouTube mechanic. What does a YouTube mechanic mean? I guess we watch YouTube videos. I do what I can on my own, but I have a fantastic local mechanic and open giving my business to as far as a scan tool. I was wondering if there is one that will give me more than just a code. I do not have an extra 500 or 1200 laying around. So I was thinking more like the $100 range. Is there much of a difference between a $30 scanner and a $100 scanner? I was looking at the Blue Driver wireless device. Thanks for any advice you may have, Scott, in New Hampshire. Um, Scott, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, the $100 scanner, I, I think you want something that does data stream before you spend any money, all right? I have one on its way to me as of yesterday. The folks at Launch have come out with two brand-new scan tools. One is an 8-inch screen. One is a 10-inch screen. I don't know more about them than that. Other than, Well, I, I, I lied, actually. They are wireless but they are so fast as far as update speed. From what I understand, it is like a wired experience with a wireless tool. But before you run out and buy anything, and for anybody else that's on the border or on the hinge of purchasing something, give it a couple of weeks. Let me play with these uh, launch tools, and uh, we will uh, report back here on air. As you know, we're always doing product review. If you want to see more information yourself, I'm sure if it's not on the website, it will appear there this week. I believe it's Launch Tech. USA.com. Hey, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. The phone number is 855-560-9900. And I should point out, too, that that is a 24-7 phone number. If we're not here, we're live on the air Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. If you want to give us a live call, call that 855 number. Leave a message. Fast Harry will call you back and get you up here on radio so we can talk to you. Stay tuned. I'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Ron Anani and the Car Doctor here. If you need me during the week, let me point out real quick, ron at cardoctorshow.com. And please include your phone number in that, Any, any, really in any uh, conversations that we have or emails that we have. Um, that way we can um, you know, get a hold of you if we need to. And maybe talk to you up here on radio, and we'll be gentle, I promise. But uh, ron at cardoctorshow.com. Or if you go to our website, cardoctorshow.com, you can also get a hold of us there. And, uh, again, please reference your phone number so we can get a hold of you if we need to. Um, real quick before I go this hour, we were talking last week a little bit about Diablo Sport, and I mentioned that I was playing with it on the truck. 
had some time this week to sit down and tune it again. And it's really neat. They give you a choice of several different tune levels. There's some basic tuning levels. And when I say tuning, that will change, you know, fuel curve and spark advance and things like that. And then you can get into gear ratio and tire size. And, you know, maybe next week I'll get into the advanced tuning level. I'm only at my second tune. And already the bottom end bog out of the plow truck is gone. The off the line is gone. The, the shifts of the transmission or crisper. It's really kind of interesting for an old mechanical school hot rodder like me to see what electronics can do. I'm enjoying each and every minute of it. Find more information at DiabloSport.com. I'm Ron Anini, the car doctor. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.